Hi, I'm Chef John, and we're talking about food. Uh, President Biden has been busy putting his cabinet together. He's announced a few of his picks so far, and the kind of surprise here is that he's bringing Tom Vilsack back to return to the post as Secretary of Agriculture. As you recall, Tom Vilsack served as Secretary of Agriculture under the Obama administration. He was the <clears throat> longest-serving cabinet member. Uh, chances are good he's going to get reconfirmed in that. Um, since he's served previously, we can kind of get a sense to look forward to, and this isn't pretty. His nomination is sparked a bit of controversy, especially with civil rights groups, animal welfare groups, anti-monopoly groups, farm advocates who really weren't happy with his last tenure, and we're going to go into more detail about that in a minute. He's also, since he left the Obama administration, he spent the last four years working for what they call Big Ag. It's the head of the U.S. Dairy Council. Now, the USDA, almost since its inception, has been very heavily criticized. Civil rights abuses, uh, protections for slaughterhouse workers, never really enacted, uh, that push to speed up slaughter lines. It's None of this really <clears throat> makes him look too good. But playing into all this as well is the fact that Representative Marsha Fudge, the Democrat from Ohio, was also in consideration for this position. Now, she's a strong advocate on food stamp policy. She served on the House Agricultural Committee. She's more than qualified for this. And President Biden instead moved her over to housing and urban development, which she has absolutely no records or known experience in there. We're, I'm not even going to go into the racial undertones here uh, because that's really just not the whole picture of what we're talking about. Uh, civil rights groups are just not happy because they see the failure to address discrimination against black farmers. Animal advocates are concerned that he never properly addressed the living standards of farm animals during his tenure. Uh, his pledges to fight monopoly practices with the chicken farmers went pretty much unheeded. And he's got a pretty weak record on worker safety. You know, the USDA is a huge organization. There's 100,000 people employed there. And if you do a complete assessment of all the records over the 10 years that he was there, it would go well beyond these issues. I mean, his ties to Monsanto are pretty questionable, which is why we refer to him as Mr. Monsanto. But these are what has emerged as the main issues against his reinstatement to the cabinet. We'll be back here in just a minute. We're going to go into a lot more detail about this. Hi, I'm Chef John, and we're back. Thanks for uh, sticking with us. We're talking about Tom Vilsack and his returning to the cabinet as Secretary of Agriculture in the Biden administration since he previously served in the Obama administration. Uh, I want to talk about an incident in July of 2010, uh, there was a video clip of Shirley Sherrod, the Georgia State Director of Rural Development, which, and this video clip, she was uh, giving a speech, giving a talk during an NAACP event, and she talked about having helped a white farmer 
1986. Uh, this clip was edited and switched around and played with, and it made it sound like she was refusing to help this farmer because he was white. Uh, this clip appeared July 19th, 2010 on the Breitbart News Network. By the end of the day, she had been fired. Now, this farmer <clears throat> later appeared on CNN to defend her and talk about how he actually helped her instead of refusing and all that. It very quickly became clear that that video was far out of contact. Uh, Vilsack admitted he made a mistake. He offered her a new position. Uh, he told reporters that he thought he could have done a better job on that. But, you know, this incident, civil rights leaders are seeing this as a key point of just a really dismal record on racial discrimination. Uh, you know, they talked about how these discrimination suits would get filed and he would... It's been alleged that he dragged all these cases out until the statute of limitations ran out and that there was nothing anybody could do about it. And the records seem to indicate that he foreclosed on black farmers at <clears throat> six times the rate of white farmers. The Biden administration has absolutely declined to comment on any of these issues. Now, under Vilsack's leadership, the USDA did make some strides on animal welfare. Uh, they changed the labeling on meat products uh, so that organic labeling did meet proposed guidelines, which with organic farming, the labeling guidelines uh, has a lot to do with the treatment of the animal. So, which, of course, uh, President Trump, in all of his wisdom, later rescinded all of that. Um, in 2015, there was a petition filed to the Food Safety and Inspection Service, which is a subsidiary of the USDA. And they were demanding new rules to compensate for failure to enforce laws concerning humane slaughter. Uh, there were cases documented that animals were just shot and left to bleed out, but no inspection, no action by the inspectors was taken at the scene. Uh, there were 32 documented cases of abuse to, I mean, we're talking abuse that should have produced in, indictments against animal cruelty. Uh, it never went anywhere. There were no indictments. There were no prosecutions. Uh, that petition was just never responded to. Uh, Vilsack also kind of led the charge on taking the federal inspectors out of slaughterhouses and speeding up the production lines. But, you know, he, after overwhelming pressure from safety advocates and several members of Congress and all, he changed his course on that. Uh, later on, the Trump administration came back and wanted to have these changes made. Yeah, I did a blog and a podcast entitled, uh, when pigs fly too fast and which I talk about all that in a lot of detail. So if you want to go back and reread that or listen to that episode, please do. Now, this is not the kind of record that's endearing him to the animal rights activists. You know, early on in his first term, yet the USDA and the justice department conducted what they called a listening tour. They went around the country. They met with the chicken growers about, large companies and their business models. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more here in a minute. 
Okay, welcome back. State, thanks for staying with us. Uh, we're talking about Tom Vilsack and the Secretary of Agriculture position and what's going on with the USDA with him at the wheel. Now, we were mentioned a minute ago about the USDA and the Justice Department conducting their listening tour where they went around and met with chicken growers and talked about these large companies. You know, chicken growing, it works on a contract basis. Uh, the small growers get their chickens from the supplier, whether it's Purdue or Pilgrim's Pride, and or maybe Tyson, but then they grow them to a contracted size and weight, and they get paid when the chickens are picked up. Uh, they really don't even know how much they're going to get paid. Sometimes they don't even know when the pickups are going to be. The pay is iffy, and these small growers are they're just having a hard time making it under these contracts. But, you know, the fact is you only have maybe three really big chicken companies to work with, and they work in territories. So it's not like they can cancel their contract with Purdue and run across the street to Tyson. It just doesn't work that way. And by doing this, they were hoping that this listening tour would really promote change. Uh, the USDA did issue new rules. Uh, bills were introduced in Congress, which quickly got gutted, and so many writers and stipulations and things got attached to them. It's, you know how all that sausage making works up there. And that the whole thing was never really implemented, and... Of course, uh, when the Trump administration took over, you know, it's Trump's whole mission in life was to undo everything the Obama administration had done, so he made all that go away. Uh, it really appears that Tom Vislick never really wanted to stand up to big agriculture. And, you know, he stated in 2019 that you know, if he was to go in there and wipe this out and break all this up, it would just cause tremendous job loss. And he also, in a very roundabout way, this is not an exact quote, but, you know, these ideas come from people behind desks and not the people in rural areas. And they don't know what they're talking about was the gist of what he said. You know, hopefully raising these issues will bring about some change in the new administration. Maybe there's going to be a willingness to do better this time around. Maybe Tom Vilsack will get his act together, but personally, I don't think it's looking good for the home team myself. So, hey, I'm Chef John. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening. And we'd appreciate it uh, if you want to send some donations our way. You know, we want to keep this free for everybody. Don't want to charge you anything. So if you, uh, if you can slide even just five bucks our way, we'd really appreciate it. So we will talk to you next week, and this is Chef John signing off.